these models that we have going from a quantum universe into a holographic one basically are opening and closing certain doors. If you were a Christian uh, and two aliens walked in the door, you'd stand. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Great America Show. We are going to be chatting with Dr. Richard Allen Miller a little bit later um, about, uh, well, a whole bunch of stuff. And we got our buddy James Nation in studio helping us out with some tech support as usual and joining us for some uh, good conversation. And we got, uh, as always, Graham the cultural appropriator Dunlop <laughs> over here stealing culture. Hey, buddy. How's it going? At least it's not your culture. Well, I think a little bit it is. I think you're stealing a bunch of cultures there. You just It's a mishmash. It's just a sure design t-shirt, which I shouldn't be advertising for anybody, but that's all it is, buddy. They, they offered to do a deal with us. That's right. But we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do deals. We took a vow of poverty. We <laughs> went value for value. <laughs> um, so, yeah. How's it going, James? Welcome back to the hey. igloo. What's up, hosers? <laughs> you bring power with you. Literally. Uh, yeah. So it's an exciting week. Big week in the igloo. Yeah, we had a big scare. We were like two hours into a pretty deep interview and the power went out like full on. And the Tascam was plugged in without batteries. In yeah. It. So our backup recorder didn't have batteries. So it lost. We lost on everything except for the, luckily the Skype computer randomly recorded it. Randomly recorded it. We actually got saved big time there. On its broken battery. It could be a synchro even. Yeah. Oh, my... I don't know. Yeah. Could it be? I don't yeah. know. No. Oh, I have a synchro for you. Not oh, do you? For, not yeah. for me to judge. But anyway, we saved it. So James brought us a new thing here from work that will give us, what does it do? Keeps us power? Yeah. It's a backup power supply. Holds the power for like 10 minutes if it all shuts oh, down? Yeah. Nice. Did yep. you bring a prepper kit with you as well? Yeah, I got that. We yeah. still we have should, plenty have you... of power. We have at least a week's worth of spam. And yeah. then we can eat gram. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought about buying some material for in case of a like real big emergency? No, I don't worry about it too much in Canada. Why? If the shit hit the fan, because everybody's going to be much nicer here when shit <laughs> hits the, the fan. They're going to be the polite shit, before they kill you. Nah, yeah. If the shit hits the fan, I'm just you know out of here. Where? Out of what here. do you so mean? Where? <laughs> where? Northern Ontario. You're fucking starved before you get there. No, fuck no. I can get there in a day, man. How? My car. Well, you, the roads will be all fucked No, up. they won't. The That's not how it happens. It yeah. doesn't happen like that. They'll be all blocked no. with cars. I can go fucking right away, fill up the fucking slip. You're going to just leave that quick You're right gonna away. You're going to need a dirt yeah. bike. Yeah. Well, I'll be, ready that, I'll be ready that quick. I'll go fucking. And then what do you, but what's in Red Lake? Like, is somebody there? I got a cabin. The, I can go to a cabin and live off the water. And you're going to drive all that way to just to go to a cabin. There's going to be lots of cabins around here. Yeah, but people are going to be going to them. Right, and you're going, covering all that country and getting shot at and robbed. Getting and... shot at? What the fuck is this? Fucking escape from L.A.? <laughs> yeah, I thought we were talking about when anarchy... Yeah, when, when the shit hits the fan, like yeah. the Carrington event or like, yeah. let's say, something happens in the yeah, States and it's like walking dead World shit World War zombies, III or yeah. something. Like... It doesn't just fucking, the highway's not shut down. This isn't fucking... Well, what, are the, what if happens when all the cars run out of gas because they've been trying to drive? It's just like the well, Walking Dead. Hopefully, you get if there the, first. If, the, no, no, if no, not, Dan, then okay. you deal with it. Okay. If the, if if there was, I a don't current... need to live fucking a month longer than everybody else because I had some food. Oh my god. Well, you'll die no, by the time you get like, to this Ontario. Is like to get you to survive for good. That is so far away, man. What is? 
What do you guys, uh, how do you guys think this works? Okay, you're, okay, we better take care of this guy. Okay. He's the po- there's a Let's say there's a solar flare. There's a okay. coronal mass ejection that's like a Carrington event. Okay. All the power goes out. And it doesn't just go out, it fries everything. Okay. Nothing We're works, fu- not so, even your car. Gas stations, like gas stations aren't working. You can still get the gas out of the pumps. Out of the tank. How are you going to get the pump to run? Oh, you have to manually siphon. You just get a manual pump. I can go get one. I'll smash in the window. First, I'll take my... That's what he's going to do first. This is really well planned out. First, I'm (laughs) going to take my old truck that will still run because it's carbureted. And I'm going to go drive up through the fucking window as a princess auto. Go grab the hand crank pump. Go to the gas station. Throw the kids in the back. You're fighting off zombies the whole way, though. Where the fuck did the zombies come from? I don't know. I threw them in there. (laughs) For extra measure, but you, you have to plan this out a little better because you because that how do you know that that's going to be the number can, one okay, thing? No, you no, want? no, 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 no. Let's hear your plan. I don't have one. That's the point. Well, I'm don't asking tell you me guys I need if to you plan silver and lead. That's the plan. You carry gold with you. you don't even. You, do you even have? Do you, you need, need own sharp knives? You need. You need to protect yourself, so you will need a gun. I hate no, it. Oh man, I hate it. You know, I'm going to get all these anti-gun people mad at me now. Graham won't even hit people. Okay. He's taking a vow of not hitting. I'm not promoting guns. We're just pretending that we're in a Holocaust or an EMP event or something like that. Okay, where all the shit's going to become a Holocaust. Okay. You're going to need a gun and you're going to need some sort of currency, which is the only thing that's going to work in that type of situation is going to be gold, gasoline, bullets, or silver, maybe. That's probably the only thing that's going to buy you a loaf of bread, right? I need the uh, six bullets. Okay, well, give me peace. I mean, honestly, no, Bertie can just head north, really. All you need is the, the population here is so less dense. Like, you guys are thinking you're in fucking. Yeah, you just go hide in the mountains. In California, where there's no fucking wilderness for a couple hundred miles, and you're just droving through millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. Like, but you can't just show up in the wilderness somewhere with and no survive. Gun. With no gun. Yeah, what do you, how well, are you going to I don't eat? know about the gun. Like, yeah, you're going to shoot animal and eat it. Well, you could use... You're not going to go talk them down and make them come over yeah, and sacrifice you need, themselves. You're shooting shit. Yeah. What are you going to eat, Graham? You're going to eat pine cones? You're going to be dead. No, I'll probably just... Start <laughs> dead. <laughs> stay, you're going to eat the wrong I'll pine cones. I'll stay in my place with a prepper's kit, which I haven't bought ever. Downtown. Do you know what's... It's you're really, gonna you're going to get down. robbed within like <laughs> oh, two yeah. days. People be kicking indoors no, looking for, what, for stuff. My little preppers kit. I yeah. don't think so. I don't, oh yeah. You don't. So so you think the key is just to to leave town? Yes. Yeah. Get I'll make friends. Movie. I'm friends with my neighbors and all that. I'm going to make friends with everybody. And, and hunt, just, what, we're going to hang out. Stray in a, dogs. I'll, yeah. I'll take part oh, in a no, community. Those feral cats are still feral cats. Are going to hunt cats. Yeah, I'll take You're part in a little deer. community thing where we help each other out and it's all collaborative. That's and not going to work, man. This isn't the Wizard of Oz. People are going to be, it's going to be kill or be killed society if that happens. I don't no. think so. Yeah. I know a country that, no, where there's not. tons of cabins and not very many people where you can just find one, settle yeah. in. You got just a wood go, stove and go you got away. fucking lakes full of fish. And Yeah. You got to learn how to fish. Actually, Canada isn't probably not that great of an idea because it's going to freeze in the winter. and then you're That's really, okay. Then you ice fish. Well, you're going to have to know how to do that stuff. You Graham you doesn't know Heading someplace warm is where you're fucking the trouble's going to What do you mean? Be. I don't know any of that. Do you know how to ice fish? I know how to fish. Ice, have you ever been ice fishing before? I think so. Yeah, well, you'll figure it out. I grew up in the fucking bush. I spent yeah. the first 20, we, 20 years of my life we in the need, bush. We need the Indian with us, definitely. He's got the fucking skills. <laughs> and I'm heading to the bush. If the shit yeah, goes but that, down, the first place I'm going is the bush, yeah, where really? I know I can survive. Yeah. I don't think you think... Uh, but at the you same time, you're I, going too far away, though. You can't... You, well, just go up here at Kananaskis or something. There's not, no, it's too hard to fucking get fish and shit. It's too limited. There's I, a big river. 
No, nah, it doesn't matter. It's too. It's not the the supply of fucking food isn't as bountiful in the, in the mountains as it is fucking in the forests northern of northern Ontario. Ontario. And, the, and the Great Canadian Shield is just full of shit. All sorts of shit that you can eat. And the fishing there is crazy. And the like, fishing is fucking crazy. You can just but fish. Doesn't it, doesn't it like get frozen summer, in the winter? Yeah, like but then 10, we ice fish. Thousand feet of snow. I ice fished all my life, and it's a hand auger. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. I mean, your gas auger would still work. You guys think that everything just it takes a, it takes civilization a little longer to come to a grinding halt. People will still be fighting for this and that. I mean, the gas is going to be expensive, but the, someone that has gas is going to get their fucking gas working for your cash. The first thing you better do is get to a fucking bank machine and pull out all your cash because it's going to be cash. Well, that's part of the cash plan is, is still going to have cash. Even, is still the bank machine won't work. Is where we and grammar at then you go yeah. into the bank or like if there's a solar flare no, you and don't it, know that this is past the being able to go anywhere and do anything proactive like well then you you're not going to make it to princess auto to buy your like siphon and why won't i make it to princess auto why won't i make it to princess auto it's fucking it'll be 20 ransacked. kilometers away it'll be ransacked by the time you yeah get there. it'll be a fucking disaster trying to get okay, there the lights so, won't be working okay, the tell you what, i'm be... just gonna fill the bathtub up with water and shoot myself the water won't <laughs> work because okay? the pressure pressure will be you know what's ironic is we're having this discussion <laughs> and our guest on this show is about he's done like all this work on prepping and all yeah. that and he's got power tools for the 21st century which is your own we probably should have learned some of you that can, can you live off the grid for 30 sustainable, days right sustainable here? life we should do like survivor America and like go out and see how long we can last for like a week. I mean, I can hold out here for a couple of months just by eating the slimers out of the lake, but those are going to run out in a couple of months because it's just a little lake and there's going to be a lot of people fishing them. You got maybe a month of fish. These are the first considerations for any grid down situation and or natural disaster. Kill the grab (laughs) and freeze them. Eat (laughs) them. Get some salt on them. He's pretty husky. (laughs) All right, be good next time the power goes out, we're just going straight to yeah. Safeway, kicking in the windows. <laughs> the power comes up, you're filling up fucking cars. We've already killed ground. The power went out for 10 minutes. At least the UPS will keep the back on. Graham wasn't, will be dead. Wasn't expecting the power to come back on. We're like, oh shit, Graham, you're up. We didn't really talk about this a lot with our guests. We should have got into it more. I didn't know you had such an aggressive strategy. I'm out of here. Fill up the fucking slip tank to the nuts. I'd have to go get the slip You're just going to, so like, what you are you going to fill it up with? Oh, that hand pump. Hand right. pump. So what happened to the, what happened to the rogue wireless network and podcasting through the disaster? You've already gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. can you at least leave the studio open for me and I could like jog here, ride my bike here or something? That ground's coming to the studio. <laughs> the, ro- the rogue network is when they shut down the internet, not when they shut down the food supply. No, no, we're going, how do you feed a million people? Oh, yeah, right. How do you feed a million people? I gotta no get, power. I got to get to where I'm not fighting a million people for every scrap. They say the they say the grocery stores are our food supply is like three days worth in the city or something. Apparently, like, yeah, yeah. There's never more than three. And days. people hoard, so it's going to be gone in like two days. Yeah, for sure. You know what you do? That's a, that's a pretty safe, especially me where I go. I could go and spend like 250 bucks on like fucking 20 bags of rice, and if the shit goes down, I can eat for probably like two years. Just eat, go get some fucking snow or some ice or some water out of the go lake. In the mountains. That'll, that'll help you uh, with your leaky gut syndrome, too, there, Darren. Apparently, like, rice, you can rice it, up, rice it rice. up. Just live on rice for six months and you fix your gut. Yeah. There you go. And just then you slowly starve to death six months after everybody else did. No. You, 
eat the animals. Well, if it, you know, it depends what kind of apocalypse is this. Every time I had a solution, it was, no, that no would power. So is there zombies or is there what? Is, old, can I just, now I can just I've go live zombies. in a cabin in the woods? It's okay now? I want to get hardcore into this. Like, yeah, zombies too. And no if power. If it's zombies, then no what's the point? If and, it's zombies, I'm not, I'm over it. I'm just going to probably uh, See, that's where I would fight. I would... Even though I'm not into this, I don't want to be fucking fight. Yeah. That's What's when I would point? stand up and fight. Fight the zombies. Hey, zombies' lives matter too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. If everyone's turning into zombies, it's a world I don't want to be a part of. Okay, no zombies, but there's no power. You're not going to have even water pressure. Yeah, just give it up on the family <laughs> right there. <laughs> he's gone. Take his jingle machine and he's out. Seriously, it doesn't look like anyone in The Walking Dead is ever having much fun. No. Seems like seems like life has lost all of its luster. It's just one horrific fucking adventure after another. But you're in the moment. In those in those situations, those disasters, you're forced to be yeah. in the moment. When you're you're watching like, your, everything right survive, happens. When you're right watching now, Graham get his fucking right? face eaten. Survival when we're instinct. watching Graham getting his face eaten, we're like, Yeah, fucking we're in the moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch that hurts, bro. We're in the moment. Fucking bye, Graham. <laughs> Peace. But that's the oh, whole attraction to the monomyth, now right? Now Graham's that's, a zombie. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole attraction to the the whole Carl Jung myth myth thing, right? Like the uh, what's it? The hero's journey, right? Like the the fucking Luke Skywalker, the Frodo Baggins, on right. It's the whole world's on your shoulders, and you're in that. You have to be in that moment. Everything you do right then is like of the utmost importance, right? That's why people are attracted to it. Survival instinct. That's why people are yeah. attracted to the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably you're going to squeak out some sort of shitty existence. You know, you'll get your last. You know, you'll catch a little mouse. You'll be happy when you eat them. You're still kind of warm. <laughs> good times yeah, that's, that's your good day <laughs> sounds great sign me up <laughs> okay so I guess we're all screwed if... let's hear your synchro yeah, yeah. oh yeah let's see like, I got a whole bunch I want to thank all the all listeners the for emailing some in but we got James here who wants to tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got it. Uh, yeah, this is all for your synchro. You said you had a synchro. Uh, you played Ramble and Graham, so that's awesome. Okay, so how do you rate this? And Kern Asian just hit a home run and won the game. Oh, Toronto Blue Jays won. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a replay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, they didn't win. We just fucking jinxed it. Now we, yeah, way to go. Okay, let's hear your synchro. Okay, so I made a phone call, and I'm like, hey, can you bring me some socks? And my friend says, go look at that. And there were my socks already. Didn't even know. Just got me socks because I knew I needed them. And I asked, and they were already there. How does that work? Already there. He did yeah. hit a home run. What do you mean? I already had socks waiting for me at home. You got to say that again. I was watching the home run. <laughs> Yeah, we can shut this off. Now. Okay. So I made a text message. I'm like, hey, can you bring me some socks when Why you go shopping? Do, what? Oh, oh, buy socks. Yeah, okay, buy me some I, socks. Okay, now yeah. that makes more sense. You didn't, I don't think you said buy socks at first. Yeah, no, buy me some socks. I need some socks while you're there. Check, check out your room. I already threw some socks in there. Wow. Wait, what? Who, your mom? No, my girl. Oh. That's crazy. Is your girl your mom? 
sometimes because <laughs> i have a guy at work that that like did I, you buy underwear ugly underwear too well, i got a guy at work is. that i caught fucking telling some of the guys about his roommates <laughs> and they're his mom and his dad <laughs> <laughs> he's been called they're still roommates it. too yeah but. depends whose house it is i guess yeah what you got the volume on for the tv Oh, that's this thing. Oh, because I shut that off. So, yeah, anyways, that's a pretty good one. Well, and she didn't, and you guys 5. never talked about, see, these are yep. supposed to be Darren's questions, but you guys never talked about buying socks in the last yep. few days or a week yep. or two weeks? I needed socks. Yeah, that's good. So you're picking up socks on Socks suck. It's a four. What do you got? There's nothing better than putting on a nice new pair of socks, dude. Okay, five. Okay, thanks. Oh, I don't know, man. I got, I got, I got a couple here. How long do you guys want? Some long ones, some short ones. Got lots of listener feedback. I want a UFO report, report too. What do you want? Okay. We're still on Go the synchros, st- though. Okay, let's do uh, do a little synchro then. Some. How many do you have? Play the synchro jingle. Okay, this is a this is a this is a strange I one. I played it already. Oh, yeah. This is a strange one. So like this is though. this is from from Vance. He says, uh, your show is incredible. It's been a mind saver. I get trapped in my own head, especially this time of year. When I think of my current circumstances in comparison to fairly reasonable expectations of myself, the noise gets unbearable, sometimes dangerously slow. I've been binge listening to the Grimerica and the Leak Project as my primary meditations while I work. Crazy how much you help. Thanks for all the good work. Of course, I'll throw some funds your way. Actually, I'll do that first. Technically, I'm houseless, so it will increase as the income does. Okay, that's enough rambling. Here's the synchro. I'm sure to be more rambling. Two days ago, the noise was getting so loud that I began to have anxiety attacks. I've been beginning to figure out for years that they aren't very helpful to normal living. Like, why did I dream of 9-11 four months prior? Like, how did I see my kids, me, in a war, and Ferguson, Missouri burning when I was 14? What's the point of having a reoccurring dream for six to ten years old that wasn't about the current presidential administration what do i do with all this wacky shit that fills my atmosphere and somehow be an effective dad or use it to get a better job or so in true distraction distraction fashion i started scrolling facebook there was this guy i had found really interesting and thought i should friend request him he's an editor of some esoteric magazine at the time i was screaming on the inside that i desperately need help so I can be better for those entrusted to me. Then I turned it off, went to sleep. When I woke, I saw that moments after I'd fallen asleep, that guy, friend, requested me instead. And the daughter of a shaman I worked with, she also sent me a message saying that her mom, the shaman, wanted me to find my way back to Columbia, that it was important that I came as soon as possible, that I needed more healing. After reading this, I didn't respond to either. Instead, I sent my childhood friend who I have a psychic connection with a note. You've been working on me. She sent the smiley back. (laughs) Today, I was finishing up at the end of a 20-hour shift. Sent my psychic friend a note about the shaman because I never elaborated. Before I could finish, the shaman's daughter messaged me again, asking my location, connecting me with a friend of hers. Who could possibly give me work as well as travel with me back to Columbia? Feel free to edit the shit out of this. I deeply appreciate your work and effort here. I do what I can to get the word out about you. And then uh, 
Yeah, he goes on about a couple other things. He was interested in the Cliff High episode. What's happening? What was that? So does the sink go over? Yeah. Was it over like a long time ago? No, there was a, it was a, comp, it was a compound one. What's a shaman? I think shaman. it, I like think it ended that he friended instead of he friended. Yeah. Is he sure that that happened? What do you mean? And he didn't just accept it? Yeah. Then yeah. I'll give it an eight, but I'm yeah. skeptical. Well, it was multiple. He was in need of healing and all, and then he got a note from them. It's a very complex multiple one. Yeah, I'll give it an eight, but like I say, I'm skeptical. I think there's some, I'm skeptical. Yeah, thanks for the synchro anyways. Usually I err on the side of caution, but I'll give him the eight. Is it shaman or shaman? Shaman. That's what I said. Shaman. Shaman. Did I I say shaman? Would you like to be shaman? (laughs) Is that the way I said it? (laughs) Oh. So I can continue on with a synchro that's kind of funny as well. Oh, but I have to, I wanted to play a clip with it too. Can you hear stuff if I play it on that computer? Darren? Unfortunately, yes. Do you want to, do you want to hear another little one? Uh, yes. Or do you one just more go, little one. You want a UFO report? Okay. No UFO report is canceled. Oh. See the look on his face. He's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> So this one, uh, this is from our uh, what couple of our uh, Dave Dave Matheson, who's been on on our oh, show a yeah. couple of times. He's a friend of the show. Hi, Dave. Great guest. Written some great books on star myths and stuff like that. He says, "Hey, Darren, Darren and Graham." Actually, he says, "Hey, Graham and Darren." Hope all is well. Wanted to tell you about something that just hey, happened Graham. while listening to Great America. I was outside taking a walk in the middle of the day today, after working kind of late the night before. In other words, last night on a video which I posted to YouTube and my blog. As I walked, I was catching up on some Grammarica and listening to the intro to episode 186. Just as I was getting to my destination, you were reading out the two mini synchros from Mark and Minnie, who began giving you a complimentary comparison to Bob and Doug McKenzie, and ended by saying, perhaps not the best synchro, but crazy things similar to the ones I had related to you seem to be happening over and over again crazy fresh and then graham began commenting on an abundance of synchros that is happening that had been happening to his sister and then bob and doug mckenzie broke in and darren said he never watched it didn't know about the movie strange brew (laughs) and darren said you'd both have to watch some bob and doug along with monty python's holy grail in a back-to-back bob and doug and monty python marathon this would be around the 11 20 mark on your show I'd never heard Monty Python being mentioned on Grammarica as something of which Darren was also unaware, but strangely enough, the video I had been working on for several hours the night before the synchro was right in with the Monty Python Holy Grail reference, and he sent a link to have a look to that star miss in the Red Sea. So, if Mark and Minnie had not had as many synchros, and if he had not written in to compare to you to Bob and Doug, then you probably would have discussed Monty Python on the show, and that happened to be listening the day after I made the video above. Which led to another mini-synchro. How about that? Canada pronunciation on about by, for Bob and Doug. So he says, I realize this one was an extremely mini-synchro, since we have to admit that Monty Python's Holy Grail is pretty widely known, even though Darren apparently managed to miss out on it while growing up. But it's funny that it happened to be referenced in the video that I was working on the night before, late into the evening, and then the very next day, just hours before. (coughs) 
just a few hours later, I happened to hear that particular Great America Back episode. So anyways, it's pretty funny. He goes on to say, the movie that was talked about so much on the playground at school when I was growing up by the 7th or 8th grade, I think he's a bit, I think he's my age. I had probably heard people recite every single line long before I even got to see it myself. I was in at least ninth grade before people owned VCRs in any large number, and getting a movie to watch on a VCR was really expensive back then. So seeing the Holy Grail would not have been easy till after 83 or 84 when more kids had VCRs in their homes. See, I'm that I missed that. I was like Hot Shots. Hot Shots part two. I really? I and then remember. What was the other one? The other one where Buddy was a cop, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, yeah. Yeah. I remember where I was, where exactly where watching the Holy Grail for the first time. What's your favorite color? Yeah. Blue. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And we and I remember my my buddy's parents were laughing so hard. I'm like, why are they laughing? Because I didn't get it at the time. I swear I was probably 13, 14, maybe it would have been 83, yeah. 84. So I was like one, and, two. Uh, None shall pass. That's what fucking freaked me out. That thing. That's the that's the one I remember. Um, I remember Black Knight. Yeah, it's because I'm a millennial. Oh, you gonna play it? Yeah, nice. But I am 10 years older than JC. Yeah, but you need to watch Bob and uh, Strange Brew, Bob and Doug McKenzie, if everybody's going to say that you guys sound like What are you playing? I'm just playing the... the, the, the this, this actually scared me as a kid. As a, as a 13-year-old. And I remember exactly where I was on the couch with my buddy's parents. Was your buddy <laughs> there? Like, yeah. The first time I got stoned, I watched The Exorcist for the first time. That was scary. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Shrek on Mushrooms. I'm Arthur, King of the Britons. I seek the finest and the bravest knights in the land to join me in my court at Camelot. with you, good Sir Knight, but I must cross this bridge. Then you shall die. I command you, as King of the Britons, to stand aside. I move for no man. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the movie that you guys all love so much. It's kind this of sucks funny. fucking it's terrible. Really, it's really funny, Darren. You just need to watch you it. You gotta watch the whole thing. Yeah. You just it, picked the worst possible spot. Well, that kind of was a little... Yeah, that was a lame clip. That was a lame clip. That was terrible. This is why better. you don't have clips. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> produce this stuff before you bring it into the okay, okay, This is exactly okay. why I just tried doesn't to do, have fucking clips. I tried to do it. It's a... Down and gray, going deep. I gotta finish off the Dave's email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He oh, says, anyways, keep excited. up the great work, guys. You're providing a valuable source of information and doing a great job. Strong work. And synchros are actually pretty important in everybody's lives. Your listeners already know this, of course, but I think listening to as many good podcasts as possible is an important part of a balanced week on the planet. And of course, don't skip the intros. There's important stuff in there. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. He says, you silly kid nigget. Whoa. <clears throat> what did he say? <laughs> Thanks, David. Is that a Monty Python reference? Yeah. Or a racial yeah. slur? 
the French pronounce Knigget, like instead of night, K. Oh, I get it. Because I could come off slurry. It's K N I G H T. Um. <laughs> oh, ground down. That's why, why you <laughs> freaked out so much. Oh, yeah, we got the UFO quote coming up here. Down in Graham, going deep. It's a profound UFO quote of a week. Okay. Wind that down. Many men have seen them, UFOs, and have not been mistaken. Who are we to doubt their word? Only a few weeks ago, a Palermo policeman photographed one, and four Italian Navy officers saw a 300-foot fiery craft rising from the sea and disappear in the sky. Why should these men of law enforcement and defense lie? The dirty liars. Hate shills. That was, uh, oh, it didn't work out properly here. That was Lord uh, Rankin Lure. The member of the House of Lords. Another House of Lords. Lord yeah. Rankalore. Yeah. yeah, Lord Rank, Rankalore. Yeah, but he was pretty rank. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there you have it. There you have it. So uh, is that all you got? Well, I mean, I got lots of other stuff, but we'll save it for a night where James isn't here if you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to thank all the listeners nice. for emailing stuff. That I got some good stuff. Really, that clip here is really fucking throwing a fucking anchor <laughs> into the tempo of the show. Oh, I had another clip, actually. No. No, no, no. no. no Hang no, on. No, look. No, just no, look. No, no. Just look. Because I, I, James is here. It's, uh, I got a, I got my email here. Stranger, this is are you a, playing Stranger Things? This is just. Or Mr. Robot. This is uh, 40 seconds after Southwest took off from Portland. An air traffic controller in the tower radioed the pilot to say, I don't know if it's normal. I just haven't seen it that low. It appears like a chemtrail type situation off your left wing. When the pilot asked her to repeat it, she said, it looks like a chemtrail. Hey, whoa, 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 Graham is an all-in believer in chemtrails. 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 Thanks. Hate the chemtrails, Graham. It looks like a chemtrail off your left wing. I just have not seen it that low before, but it does look similar to a... Her, tr- her transmission is cut off before she can finish her sentence. When you hear it again 10 seconds later, she alters the phrasing, all right, a contrail on your left wing. So the pilot, just the pilot does not appear surprised or concerned. And she here's, just here's a, she and was just watching too much Alex Jones the night before. Here's one for James. It's a plane... Flying with this the, is the yeah, clip. That's, this is the, this that's is probably the clip. me in that plane. I took a picture of that and sent it to you. So why, why not on that wing too? Just that one wing. Because he's you understand probably turning. That, you understand that the listeners can't see what you. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can. I can. He's agree turning. With you yeah. can see that he's turning. Yeah, and he's cutting through the air harder. This is like that the wing worst. Audio. No, he's spraying Nobody the public with mind control stuff, and then he's going to get out of his own plane and not put his gas mask on, walk around, and that stuff. Nobody wants to listen to you assholes talk about fucking a video they can't see. It was a plane with one wingtip. That wasn't the video from that. That's Doing just a, a separate thing. Condensation trail. Yeah, I yeah. I could agree with that, but I that's took not a picture what that was of the from. same thing in Paris. I've seen them before plane. too on planes all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a conspiracy. Yeah. He sees them. But that's not time. from. That's not from that. That's Don't hate contrail, Sam. It's just nature. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Check out grandamerica.ca/support for all the uh, different ways you can help out the show. Help us stay ad sponsor bullshit free. A little bit of bullshit sometimes. Case in point. 
Um, Graham's clip. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. There's monthlies there, $1 to $30 a month. Let's do a one-time donation. You can tell your friends about the show. You can sign people up for the email list. You can get Grammerica merch at grammerica.ca slash swag. What else? Sign people Re- up for the Did newsletter. you say review the show, yeah? Oh, yeah, review the show on yep. iTunes. All that shit's in the show notes. Yeah. Anything else, James? Buy yourself a hand crank pump. Buy <laughs> and a prepper kit. Mm-hmm. We should get a hand crank pump for the igloo so that we can pump gas all the way to oblivion. Road warrior style. That's right. Or we just fucking take up arms and fucking, you know, be king of the shit. Somebody's got to be on top. That's right. It'll be ruthless at I don't first. Know you guys think it's going to be uh, total anarchy. Like, people will cooperate. You were the one who said get... total anarchy. You're the one who said I can't do anything or I'll get killed instantly. Uh, that might have been me. I think that Graham was, wants it like no, a hippie it, commune. Well, that's what's going to happen. People are going to get Graham's together. fucking and... world. The power goes out. Everyone just takes their shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be wearing like a big tie-dye robe controlling everybody. <laughs> Bare feet with his Frodo slippers, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Purring. Yeah. <laughs> with Zeus by his side just like He's on my, he, he hangs out on my shoulders a lot so he'd be on my shoulders hello kitty he'd be on my shoulders <laughs> like a, sounds like a movie I like saw Mr. already like Mr. Claw he's like a... my poor landlord oh, yeah. opened the door the other day for, he came by and Zeus is on my shoulders when I answer the door <laughs> he oh, just happened sure. to jump on and I walked answered all buck naked too no, anyway. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, my robe. robe yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. That's eh? about it. I'm making fun of ground. Yeah. Uh, we actually picked on Darren more this time, so it's an even now. Because last time you got it with the chemtrails, yeah. remember? You picked on me with bullshit. Well, you're going too far with no guns. I don't say no guns. I encourage guns. Okay. I encourage guns and cannabis <laughs> and mushrooms once in go. a while. Not every day. All right, guys. Enjoy the chat with uh, Doctor. Richard Allen Miller. Yep. And tonight we have uh, Dr. Richard Allen Miller here, and he comes from the, the secret world of the Navy Intel, and he's into alternative agriculture and physics and metaphysics, and lately he's been looking into time travel and what happens at the, the point of death, which is pretty interesting. And we were just talking, it's one of these shows where we got to start the recorder up because we're getting into all this good stuff right off the bat, so uh, we were talking about Grand Canyon stuff. Uh, yeah, it's really good to have you here, Doctor. Uh, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Yeah. So, so start to grill. What would you like to do today? 
I don't know. There's a whole shitload of stuff we could talk about. It's one of these crazy things. I mean, I I think just for people, like, can you can you are you able to summarize your background in like two minutes? You think? Let me say this first. Let me say this first because we've uh, you know you've been uh, requested by a few listeners, and uh, so some people are going to know you really well, and there's going to be a whole bunch of other people that probably haven't heard of you. Yeah, that's the way it is, isn't it? Um, I'm a polymath who the government, old man DuPont to be precise, put a bullseye on when I was a junior in high school. My science fair projects in my junior and senior year were used on the Mariner, two years later to measure the water on Mars. That's what I am. And I'm you know, a medical doctor, I worked anesthesiology, built the first aortic catheter. I'm um, a physicist, I am the author of the holographic universe. Um, the, all the models that we talk about going from quantum to holographic systems, I can explain what that's about. At least give you some sort of a couch on how it all began before Carl Prebum or John Bohm. Um, I am a Jungian psychotherapist. I've studied with Kubler-Ross and James Hellman. And so I've got a pretty eclectic background. And before any of it, I'm a magician, i.e., when I came out of graduate school, I got assaulted uh, by lodges, just like a high school kid going to college with Greek and sororities. And uh, when I was teaching at Harvard, there was skull and bones where it was all over me. I had, uh, and I had to armor up. It just like my mother did for me when I was in school. She sent me to Missouri, uh, Missouri Synod Catechism so that I would be armored against Christian onslaught. All of our belief systems are arbitrary. That was one of the first things I did when I trained Navy SEALs. I was SEAL Corporation and was part of SEAL Unit 1 and then trained SEALs 2 and 3, the teams. I was the guy that selected who got to be on the, on the, on the team and why. Um, well, go ahead. Sir. When, when was that? 1968, 1969, SEAL Corporation. Didn't even exist as Navy SEALs until 71. And that's another book I'm that's already for press called The SEAL Reports, the 12 reports over a three and a half year period of you know how I selected Navy SEALs and the protocols I trained on. The first protocol for selecting Navy SEALs in unit one, two, and three was intuition. I figured I could give, give them steroids and teach them how to make pipe bombs with anarchist cookbooks. <laughs> Well, what I wanted was somebody that worked with instinct because that's outside space time. And that person I could train so that their mission became their purpose. By definition, they couldn't fail. Wow, that's interesting. So how did that go over with people, with, with some of your trainees? I don't know. We became historically Navy SEALs as hoorah. But back then it was SEAL Corporation. Now, there is an example of how... This moment and how I work with my future as dialogue as an inner voice literally changes my past. It's a cavitation ball. And at the time I was doing it, Navy SEALs didn't work, didn't exist. And so here we are now with a modern myth of what that represented at the moment I was creating that. That moment was so intense at that single caught up in the poetry of emotion there, uh, you know, that kind of place. And what happened next 
is the cavitation ball changes. And when you have a drop of water that falls from the sky and hits a pool, um, what happens first that you notice are the waves that go outward. That will metaphorically be the future. The drop of water seemingly pops back up into the air as a second drop of water, not very high up. But that's not a real drop of water anymore. What it is, is the waves or past that slapped each other going inward, created an exclusion zone water bubble that captures the medium in which it falls. And that is the first principles now of the work at Mark LeClaire and others at MIT on cold fusion processes, cavitation. Now, there's, it, if you look at cavitation and that sense of it, where you have a drop of water that creates waves of water, many drops of water, you're now getting the bigger picture of the possibilities of what cavitation might, might include. And so you don't really have a future or a past. What you have is the moment. And if you take the infinity sign and turn it 90 degrees, what you have is an hourglass. And it's a closed system. And that's you. So the whole universe if you, is a metaphor. So is that drop of water also a metaphor to um, our thoughts going out into the, you know, collective consciousness or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, that's the third to the last chapter. Yes, the structure of water. Jerry Pollack, uh, the fourth phase of water, was my lead in 1970 when I worked anesthesiology at the UW. Huh. And so, you know, I couldn't write my historical past better. And why is because it wasn't. It's about the moment and what I'm becoming. And so Simon says, as a metaphor, you can go halfway to the door. What you think of is you, you see the door and you think that's your goal. But in fact, you're never going to get to the door. Why are you looking at the door? What you should be looking is at the moment, the, uh, the journey to the door. That is what a cavitation ball is. And each time Simon says you can go halfway, another cavitation ball. What happens is when that ball falls, each time it pops back up out of the water, it goes up just a little less higher until at some point it merges with the pool itself. That is called drum physics and vessel functions. And what you have is um, instead of string theory as the form of mathematics associated, what we are now using is what's called knot theory, K-N-O-T, and the way different kinds of knots have bowling, some of these unusual knots that you can't break this way, that way. Each one is unique as a plasma with a sheath that will not interface with itself. And so you have a string being tied into a knot. When you pull on both ends, the way that knot would change space-time rather than string theory. Now, that's the new direction. It doesn't mean it works that way. That's how we have approached modeling the whole thing. When you talk about Nibiru and the fact that most suns are binary, that 
might suggest a cavitation ball for the brown dwarf. Why? Well, when Stanford said, oh, yeah, there it is, uh, Nibiru, it's out past the Earth cloud, um, uh, there seems to be something wrong <laughs> with IR signature. That's one of the problems in physics right now at JPL. The IR signature of this brown dwarf is wrong. And there are a group of us that believe that that's because it is an artifact. And in fact, Nibiru is not in space-time as we understand it, but our future coming into our past. If you look at going forward into the universe, when you created CERN, did an experiment before they tried the singulate thing with their ghost dance and all that horsing around. What they did is they attempted to create a quark gluon plasma. And that only occurs in the first one-tenth of the first second of the Big Bang. And when they did this quark gluon plasma, which, by the way, is found in the human body as adenosine triphosphate, that is a little quark gluon plasma. You look at the molecule, it goes down into a pinch effect. And that's where Curvon suggested, you know, potassium is converted into sodium in his Nobel Prize. So that biological transmutations in man. Now, when you realize that Nebiru might have an artifact around the star, like a Dyson sphere, that would suggest a whole new series of doors opening to us on the nature of what space and time are really about. A Dyson sphere like to collect energy? Like what? Is that what's a Dyson sphere? To collect energy? Is that to collect the energy from a sun, theoretically? What a perfect closed system that would make, wouldn't you think? A complete no-loss kind of situation. No uh, frictions, no nada. You collect everything that came off it. That seems to be one theory uh, who knows what's really going on? In fact, it will be like the door in the Simon Says series, in that probably works where you never really know because it doesn't work like that, even though it would seem so, that the door is the goal. In fact, it's about the journey. Now, isn't it interesting that even in our own subsystems, we have binary possibilities, including two brains and the new adult? It's like a little hourglass creating that moment of duration. That's St. Augustine. Time uh, is a duration of consciousness. And it's the way you store memory. And so now we have a whole new set of possibilities of what this all might mean, including what death is and what death is not. So... Studying, I spent two month weeks in the jungle with Eben Alexander in 2014 down near Popo. And he wrote Proof of Heaven. Yep. And uh, was a neurologist, yes, that died, came back with stories similar to what Kubler-Ross, Zen Gardner, others would write about. Yeah. Now we're finding absolute consistencies and interpretations of the physical possibilities in both Merkaba mysticism and the Appendishad, several different epochs. I, uh, I know that I don't know. I know that it's the work I'm doing for the military right now is part of a new book I'm writing called The, non, uh, the Non-Local Mind in a Holographic Universe or How to Change the Movie. <laughs> what 
Yeah. Well, um, the power tools for the 21st century were the eight protocols I developed for the sales. The first one I did was I measured their ESP score. That gave me a first cut on whether they were intuitive or not, psychically. And because it's that inner voice that is outside space-time, that's your gut mind. And while it's a hierarchy, and so today I'm saying such things as you are no longer what you eat, you are whom you feed. And you can smell things like candida on your body when you're eating too much sugar. You can smell it. You can smell how the habitats change. Each of us is different and unique, like galaxies and universes. And the cavitation process of seeing into the out of is now, you know, like if we have a black hole at the center of our galaxy, well, where does it go? Well, Hawking's would suggest a white hole. Penrose, whom I studied under at Princeton in his uh, mathematical, what is it called, the geometric universe. That was the textbook we used. Um, I can tell you that all of these models that we have, going from a quantum universe into a holographic one, basically are opening and closing certain doors. If you were a Christian uh, and two aliens walked in the door, could you see them? You see, it's about, I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't have believed it. That's what the upper mind is about with logic. And why, if you think in a firefight, you are going to get shot because Merlin put it very clearly to Arthur when he said, quote, anything not specifically forbidden is mandatory. If it's possible, you can count on it. So if your logic brain says there's a possibility I could get shot here, what will happen? You get shot. There it is. Read it and wait. That's how it works. Literally, that's how it works. You create your own reality. Now, if you work from instinct, it doesn't matter whether you get shot because you're not thinking about that part. You're doing what you're supposed to be it's doing. Just like, it's just like in sports or even just throwing a piece of paper in the in the, in the the garbage can, right? Have you ever done this, Darren, where you're so confident that you don't even have to think about it, but you're so confident you'll get it in the basket that it just happens and you don't even think about it? You just, just know, you just know you're going to get it in the basket. Yeah, well, that that is exactly correct, but they call that cybernetic anthropology. That's Laughlin, the Aquila, and McManus, and the brain symbol and human experience. The way we work with modern myths, developing our future timelines. And the dialogue that you have with your inner voice is actually a future timeline. Find out. Moment. So you train these guys to, or you you tested them to see if they're they had psychic abilities, which would help see if they had you know good uh, intuition or or instinct. But can't can't you also learn that? So was there a threshold where people could actually learn to become really good at that, or are you just going to throw so some throw some yeah, out right away? That's the first book I wrote in that series. It was published by Nick Begich, and Nick did the forward on both of those, and that title is called ESP Induction through forms of self-hypnosis. God gave us all these altered states as gifts in states of consciousness that you can do things that you cannot do in conscious waking state. Right. And the, okay, the one where your ability and guessing 
increases 400 times over statistical inference, where your conscious mind hangs out, is just slightly to the left and right there. And you can take someone down there and guided images, bring them back up the way I do workshops, and I'm doing workshops this weekend in Kansas City, other places, teaching how to think like a Navy SEAL. Basically, I'll measure your ESP in the beginning, walk you through the protocols, take you through some guided images, and at the end of the day, I measure your ESP again, and we see how that works. Interesting. Now, that's a good one to teach just outside a casino. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The bad news is when you use these intuitive gifts for things other than what your purpose is for, you get what you ask for, but not exactly the way you had in mind. Let me give you an example. Supposing you wanted $50,000. Next thing you know, a truck's going to run over you and you need that for medical expenses. That's how it works. Yeah, that's so the be careful what you wish for, yeah. Well, that's why they call it high magic and being very pure and careful with the thoughts you choose to entertain because it's those thoughts that set up the, I don't know what we call it, what is that, the structure of water inside your body and the way psyche is projected into matter. So you That's talk, what I'm writing about. It's, it's interesting and you know, you talk about all this science and working with people like even Alexander or whatever. And, and I was just listening to this podcast on the way over about um, uh, listening to two other near-death experience researchers. I think Jeffrey Long and some other guy that I that I haven't heard of. And it seems like it's becoming overwhelmingly obvious that there's something going on and we're not just connected to our to our brains, that our consciousness can, you know, can be non-local. Oh, yeah. so, so why is it still... Why is the mainstream paradigm still so stuck in this materialistic world? Like, is this going to start breaking open now? I mean, you you seem to be on the, the leading open. edge. <laughs> I, I like the way you call it, Grimerica. Yeah, it's no longer the country I served and protected. Um, we're brainwashed. Uh, the one talk I'm doing in Kansas City is called The First Four Worlds of Defense Against Global Mind Control. They're getting you through the foods you eat. There is bacteria in your gut, for example, uh, in a paper I wrote called The New Directions of Mind Control, where it's the bacteria, H5, uh, uh, T. gundi, T. gundi, of uh, what Science News calls little mind benders, is in, her, in, your, uh, in your gut. And uh, eating this form of wheat, we've altered that gene to activate, activate that bacteria so that it creeps across the blood-brain barrier. And guess what? We've got you as a little laptop now. And uh, that is just the start of it. There are subtle things like uh, Common Core. Our educational systems today are in shambles. Our families have not had a whole family in two generations. There is no moral codes of ethics and rules of conduct. The distinction between morals and ethics uh, is being lost on many of the generations in America, whereas you go to some world country like Mexico that has ghettos that are 100 miles square, and yet the children are still happy because the family is still intact. We're lost. And there's going to have to be a rotorootering from the down up, and our most important natural resource are our children. 
just like it played in Cloud Atlas. And so, well, we I have programs. The SEAL units that we're doing now are trying to do Fuzzy the Bear in terms of working with four-year-olds that would grow wildflowers, make wildflower salads, and then go into the streets to feed the homeless. Now, you talk about empowerment. Watch what that does to a four-year-old child when it realizes it can take care of several adults with non-GMO foods. So it's uh, they make their right out of the gate. They're smarter than adults are. Adults are more knowledgeable. Now, going forward in time, future, like we are in this current situation that we're in, um, is, isn't it interesting that every time you glean something new, like you have just now, you have more questions? How does that work? Was that mean that your knowledge isn't real? Well, that's, uh, you know, Castaneda. He said, you know, Dinagua is the unspeakable, and Tonal was everything you knew. Illusion. <laughs> so you have a metaphor here in the way you approach the nature of information in a holographic system as opposed to space-time in a quantum universe. And, uh, <clears throat> well, you, yeah. make, you make it sound really intentional, though, that, that this institutionalized yeah, dumbing down. <laughs> uh, how about that? We've been invaded by non-humans. I don't know. Uh, let's explore that. What's the fourth genome in your blood type? Where did that come from? War for Earth going on inside each of us with rhesus negative. I don't know. What I do know is that geoengineering looks like terraforming to Mary right in front of my eyes, and everybody's <laughs> getting sick. Well, it's a metaphor, and I know that I don't know what's going on. Every time I peel the onion with Carnicon uh, or you know one of them, uh, the more things I don't know. And when you start talking about transhumanism and the direction of the avatar programs, where they're putting metal nanoparticles in the air, it'll be site-selective in your body, turning you into a little nanobot. I believe they call those bio-APIs. Uh, that's an interesting possibility. And remember what I said about Merlin. It isn't. It's Occam's razor. You know, it's not forbidden. You can count on it. So have you looked into this blood type thing at all then, the, the Rh negative? Yeah, like there's, there's a, you yeah, know, that Basque. Yeah, Reese's negative is alien blood type. That's the fourth genome in our blood. Nobody knows where it came from. Where did it come from? It's, That's an inter Go ahead, check it out. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah there's some down. cultures that are. Uh, uh, Nazis did a bunch of studies on that. That's what I'm doing. That's what I did for the military. I went back to, you know, I don't know if it was alien technology or previous epoch. Working with sound and dance movement, you know, to change space time, like whirling dervish. You watch, uh, there's a movie on TV, or Nexus, you can get on it, on Netflix, and it's called um, Meetings with Remarkable Men, the movie. Uh, and then, comma, the dance scene, where you watch some dervish do a cadence form. I think it's 47 dervish moving in unison as a single unit, and guess what you've got in their movement? A rodent coil. And so there is something going on here with the sound. Sound was in the early Bibles, not even talking about Colbrand, but the Sefer Yetzirah, the Book of Formation, relating sound to words. as part of the Bible in Gematria. And I have to tell you that at this juncture, 
I know that I don't know, but I know that when I do certain intonations using sound, mm-hmm. I change body functions in my body. That's yep. one of the things frames deals with. Yeah. You know, chatting. And the way of doing it in a way that you set up a resonance and you have a dialogue going on from the little viruses and bacteria and molds right on up into organs and the way they resonate in, in unison. The Hindu tried to call those chakras, you know, more highly evolved nerve ganglia points in the body. Yeah. But they're, they're broadcast centers that do certain kinds of functions like the heart. And uh, the heart is an interesting one. You realize that in the Greek cultures, they elevated, we, they, we only have one word for love. The Greek had four. They had eros, philo, agape, telema, a love of will, a love of a purpose. And that's why Crowley, others have said that magic had the aim of religion with the method of science and will probably become the new physics as alchemy has become chemistry. And when I say that, the Aborigines and Hopis use this metaphor of relating to their universe where it's advanced physics with a mystery school. And that means a woman may or not care how an internal engine combustion works. She simply knows that if she goes through a certain kind of ritual process with a key, certain expectations are expected. That's called cybernetic anthropology. And what I have just done is what is called the church of the virus, where an idea becomes viral. And that can be found at lucifer.com, which is not about religion. They use that website name, uh, poke buttons in there, evoke the response you feel when you see that name. However, it's all a bunch of old fogey anthropologists like Everett Everett Horton, and I think Charles Muses, some others were involved, Dr. Charles Muses. Um, he was hyperdimensional math out of Princeton, uh, MIT. Um, I have a sense there is something more going on around us and why we are drawn to music and why we are drawn to certain forms of dance. And so I went into studying things like Gabriel Roth and before her, Kate Bush. And before Kate Bush, Kenneth Anger and the Magic Lantern series. And there is ghost dance, like when I watch <laughs> a bunch of engineers doing ghost dance on the platform at CERN trying to bring on biblical prophecy, I have to laugh. <laughs> well, because I am a world authority in these areas, I taught metaphysics as a graduate course at Harvard for 11 years. And I'm here to tell you that most of these lodges, like the Republican Party, don't know goat turds from pork and beans. And they they need to be doing their lodge work study a little more. I was on this one website, and someone said, I don't speak masonry. And I popped up and I said, I do. And what it's about, like this. There are three ways of being in this world. There is the vulgar, the adept, and the exempt. And the vulgar get audited, and the adept gets money back from the government, but the exempt has a 501c3, they don't pay. That means I get to have, you know, my letterman's jacket, but I don't have to screw the cheerleaders. (laughs) 
It's a metaphor in the way you are to yourself. And the way I like to call it is divine right. You know, where you draw your line of, of uh, sovereignty on what defines you over someone else. Now, that is also a curse because, you know, we've been separated from each other as the ego. That is a survival coefficient uh, uh, type of behavior. It is a circuit or neurologic circuit, if you will, that is primary in trying to regain the individual because of the uniqueness of it. And basically, in a holographic universe, we don't even become the same person for four levels in terms of you've got your physical and emotional plane. That's why they call it EQ and Benny Jesuit and the woman that has a higher sense of the physical plane is how you feel about it. The above that is the intellectual level of, of, of experiencing something like Plato and the distinction between a chair and a couch. And then the fourth level is the archetypal plane where you are me and I am you and I am the walrus. So getting back to that that uh, music and the dance, I mean, it seems to me like that's directly related to what's going on with the whole, you know, EDM music, uh, electronic dance music, and all these festivals popping up all over the place. I mean, I don't know if I was just living under a rock like ten or fifteen years ago, or if it's really, <laughs> or if it's really just growing to an unbelievable amount. But even in Calgary, close to here, there was five or six festivals this year. They're all over the states, well, but but it's not. But it's, but it's not popular in the mainstream. Like, you don't really hear much about uh, it on the radios, but there's all these people going to all these festivals to to fucking dance and be free. And uh, there's some sort of consciousness-altering effect there, for sure. Well, there's chaos theory. You know, you can call it, uh, what's the one they hold down in uh, Burning Man and Crash Bang? And what I'll have is a drive-by shooting range and I'll open up my absence bar next to it so that everybody can cut their ear off first. <laughs> I, uh, I remember going to Sky River, the third Sky River, when Janis Joplin came across the country, including Calgary, and then stopped off at Strawberry Mountain, which was the third Sky River with Big Brother. And it was pouring down rain and the mud abounded. <laughs> like a typical rock festival, man. Uh, I remember Monterey. In 1967, when the birds had done their eight miles high, and out on stage walked Jimi Hendrix. And I had grown up in Seattle, and nobody heard of him. He's hmm. the same age I am. I'm 70, almost 73. He went to Garfield. I was at Mountaineer. But I didn't hear from about him until I was out of graduate school down at the Monterey Jazz Festival in 1967. And when he came out on stage, man, I realized... There was a revolution happening right that moment. Music with Albert Collins and all the rest of them that were playing at that moment. And Winnipeg has always been the center of music with It's a Beautiful Day. Right now, I think this year it's Hillbilly Burlesque or whatever. There's groups up there that are exceptional. And Calgary was also part of that whole circuit in there for the music out of Canada. And so uh, it isn't like there's something else going on here. And it's a revolution, yes. It's like you instinctively know that the static electricity is a possible source for power. 
Tesla. But whether or not we choose to go in that direction, you know, a lot of it had to do with capitalism and why the earth is in a black hole right now with the money markets and the whole nature of what capitalism communism might imply. The, I think we are about to have a reboot on everything. And that while there's uh, one percenters trying to control the two percenters, it's out of control. Literally. I was going to say that when you mentioned about the rotor rooter from the ground up, and I was thinking it's either that or it's got to be a collapse from the top down. There it is, into the out of. That's Alan Dean Foster and his writings. He was the one that wrote the early Star Wars. He wrote Outland and a bunch of others, and he wrote one called Into the Out of. That's an interesting science fiction story. A bunch of witch doctors down in Africa watch a bunch of demons tumbling out of somewhere. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a physicist that's been doing this a long time, and I have ideas, you know, but <laughs> the graffiti part in a bathroom, there's no such thing as gravity, the earth sucks. Um, you know, that's the way it works, man. Space time. We will never know. Physics does not have the answers. It has models. It isn't any closer to reality than anything else. And that's Exhibit A with Hopi, Trebinder, the Aborigines, and others that have a more magical way of relating to their environment, like a woman might an automobile. And that, again, is called cybernetic anthropology. And I think it's going to become way more important shortly. And if I get started on that. That's Church of the Virus. Well, let's, so let's cycle back around to the the OB or the near death experiences or the or after the moment of death. So you're seeing <clears throat> evidence of uh, of continuation of consciousness now. Yeah, basically in this one, as you're going forward rather than backward in time, because when they did the quark gluon experiment, what happened is they created a reflected universe going backward in time. And that universe is like a cavitation ball, a drop of water that hits the pool, causes waves going out, causes waves going in. And the waves going out are the same as the waves going in. And the cavitation ball gets a closed system around the particular medium it's falling in. And in this particular epoch, we'll call it topasia, trial by fire. How's that for working up metaphors into mythology? Perfect. Well, it opens a bunch of doors of possibility. Now, if you start to expand that from a physics point of view, it means at the moment of death, you do not forget this radio conversation. You already know what's going to happen. And you start, instead of turning into becoming a child, as you move backward, you become childlike because it's a cavitation ball. And May, I'm sort of kind of getting it because I'm basically a four-year-old that never became seven. I'm a little brat in the way I work. <laughs> you'll see, you'll get it pretty soon. You'll realize I'm like a little kid and I want to share something and I'll show you my train set. <laughs> no, I'm like that. As you get to know me, you will realize I am what they call a functioning savant. I rock, I hum, I drool. I do all of that. And yet, I have hold on the moment. 
So is that when you were talking about the food and the, the gut biome and, and all that stuff, is that where how coming from your alternative agriculture work? And do you want to talk about That's that a little one bit? Of the reasons I, I originally didn't even think about it like that. It happened like that. Basically, I got fed up working and taking all of the work I did, synthetic telepathy, turning it into a weapon. And so I walked away and became a mountain man. And what happened next is I'm growing herbs and spices and then got into the spice trade and realized that there's a need now for a new book I'm writing. It's coming right up. My Encyclopedia of Alternative Agriculture, nine volumes, just got uploaded onto the internet as ebooks. Cheap. And now I've got a new book that I'm getting ready for press called The New Small Family Farm for the 21st Century. And guess what? One chapter is called Your Herbal Pharmacy. You know, wow, because yeah. it's, well, you've got, if you're going to heart medicine, where are you going to do it? Go down to Walmart? Good luck. <laughs> so, so explain alternative agriculture a little bit, just from a higher level. Are you talking about just, just like you oh, said, small, yeah, small farming, agriculture. small farming, non-GMO, organic type stuff? How did we answer that one? Yes. <laughs> All of the above. Um, you have in the world two ways things are sold. Non-storable and storable commodities. Storable commodities are used uh, in trade because they're basics that everybody wheat, you know, corn, whatever. Then you have non-storable commodities, vanilla bean, uh, cayenne, you know, those alternative crops that so much is harvested this year, and that's all you're going to get this year, herbal coffees. So and you can't keep coffees. They spoil, rancid. So coffee, in one sense, is in the in-betweens between storable and non-storable. Most all of your spices are what would be considered, you know, year-end juice, and that's it, or essential oils, that kind of thing, like peppermint and spearmint oil. And so they put market orders so they don't have surpluses and shortages. We have a smooth market that doesn't cause spikes in the pricing. And the spice trade, which basically was hung out of Hong Kong for centuries, basically, like Merlin, the country that controls the spice trade controls world trade, just like in Dune. And so if you, everybody thought it was going to move to Hamburg, it didn't. It moved to Vancouver and your so-called Maple Leaf Fund. And that's why BC is blooming with business and has money where the rest of the world is broke because that is now the seat for Spice Street. Wow, I shouldn't have moved from there. I was wondering what was going on. I've never <laughs> heard, I've, but I've never well, heard of that uh, being the reason, but that's interesting. Well, it's a way of looking at things. It doesn't mean it's the way, it's a way. And by looking at it that way, then you see why the Chinese are moving into Canada and taking over all your utilities. Oops. And worse, <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. Good luck. And that's what they're doing down here. BLM is the point man giving away our forests to the Chinese for the, because of the national debt we have. Bundy Ranch, Burns, Oregon. Not Bundy Ranch. Burns, Oregon was about our Clinton Foundation giving a class one uranium mine to Russia. <laughs> and they have to have a body count to dis, uh, uh, have plausible deniability What's really going on with a bunch of criminals taking over national land? Nobody ever really questioned what was going on. The sheriff 
refused to participate and tried to get him, you know, excommunicated. He didn't work. The citizens woke up, just like Oregon is now, or parts of it anyway, called the free state of Jefferson. And there is, uh, that's what we do down here, bunker mentality. And basically what I do with Matt Stein is I go around the country setting up sustainable lifeboats, you know, lifeboats with oars. And uh, I'm doing projects like the Mars Project for the military, which is printing a 30-foot geodesic dome and one foot of porous concrete in a 24-hour period, lining it with cadmium, and then putting it underground with vertical aquaculture systems and new LED lighting systems that have been developed up in BC that do gene sequencing. This new breakthrough up in BC that they have will take a plantlet to full maturity in seven days. And you grow the crystals just like you would a crop. So you're a closed system. I started with the Boeing company back in 1968 with Lunar Base Alpha 1, which was in South Park and part of the Boeing Scientific Research Laboratories. That later got moved to Kent and was known as the Space Center. But originally, Lunar Base Alpha 1 was a hydroponic garden system. And now, with the Mars Project I'm working, which is basically vertical aquaculture, which is a new system using fish as your nutrient uh, mineral source. It's interesting how we can work habitat marriages. You know, all your inorganic salts needed in any kind of a closed system can be gotten from one-third rabbit manure, one-third chicken manure, and one-third worm casings. You have those three ingredients, and you've got a closed system for minerals and nutrient systems for soilless cultivation, like on other plants. So we can use that to terraform ours? We just sent a rocket full of chickens and rabbits and uh, worms? <laughs> yeah, that's worm casings. Is what you, yeah, you have a little tumbler. You tumble and work your worm casing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is what's happening now all across the country. I have places up near you in Sandpoint, Idaho. It's a Quaker retreat for 58 years um, on the Pack River. You know, the fly fishing up in your area on Lake Ponderay, the bass fishing is the best in the world. And so, so we were just in Sandpoint. Yeah, we just drove through it. Yeah, isn't that where they chase, test the subs? I'm not too? talking about their golf course either. That weird <laughs> they put up there. That's so weird. But the Peaceable Kingdom on the Pack River and Unicorn Farm is uh, it's a beautiful location. Been there 58 years. Quaker. They write about it as Peaceable Kingdom, and that's just one typical example of sustainable lifeboats. Down in Asheville, Tennessee, there are nine, I guess nine, um, permaculture communities in four states, including Cloudland, and they have a flying Chautauqua, a balloon that goes in with entertainment. And that's how they network each other, like the postman. Huh. Do, do you work for the, the sub base there in Sandpoint as well, the Navy sub base? <sighs> that would be telling. That... <laughs> no. I was in anesthesiology at the UW. I was in with the boys from Brazil. Um, <laughs> the sub base, man. So how do you how do you get how do you get away with like if you're still working for the government and stuff? How do you get away with talking about them like this? Like, I mean, don't doesn't anybody give you shit for that at all? There isn't anybody that I report to above me. 
<laughs> that's, handy. that's handy. That's handy. Yeah. Government contracts. Uh, means we've been given uh, maritime law and we run our our community like a ship at sea. Wow. That's called, that's maritime law. That's your passe comitatus. There it is. The flag on the wall and the way it represents and flies the rules of engagement. And uh, the, having a sustainable lifeboat is uh, different for each of us. Because most of them are cults. They're usually religious. Uh-huh. Up in Canada, all the ones up north of you are all religious communities that have dug in. And, like, oh, yeah, uh, that's like the Hutterites and Mennonites and things yeah, like that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, there they are, man. Really I was just out there getting all, uh, that's where Darren, all, that's uh, where Darren bought. So Darren's buying his food from your sustainable lifeboats, actually. And and I sometimes <laughs> get some hay from my rabbits, too. <laughs> there it is. So you got one third of the rabbit, not but not but funny here. Rare rabbit, that's it, man. So, so the sustainable lifeboat is this, this is the inverted geodesic dome you're talking about that you can put in the ground. You uh, can print them now. There's a printer up on Bainbridge Island that will print a 30-foot geodesic dome in 24 hours with cement. So you're printing it with cement, and then you're putting it in so, the ground? Yeah, no, cement, not cracking cement. That's the other deal. There's a new technology in cement. Cement means it cracks. That's what cement means. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That's what cement does. It cracks. So there's a new physics making porous concrete so that it has expansion and contraction parts within its microset that allows for moisture, water, and other kinds of things to get in there that won't crack the crack the vase. And uh, because that's what water does when it contracts or, or, or uh, turns to ice, it expands. And uh, one of the few molecules that does that. And why? Has to do again with the various structures in water. Some of that can be gleaned from Jerry's works on the fourth phase of water. Rustam Roy is another one that has done some monumental work um, in, um, in at Penn State with homeopathy, where you can have a glass of water and just by dropping a single molecule in the thing will restructure the water. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow. Or even well, that's how homeopathy works with electrostatic fields and those dynamics, because water has many forms to it. Um, and who was that? Uh, what was her name? I've got it over here. Uh, May Wen Ho? Yes. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. And her work in Japan, uh, May Wen Ho, others have written in that arena. And uh, I'm here to tell you that there are foundation texts for new directions in how we see our physical universe. And why I chose a holographic system and became architect of that like 10 years before Carl Primbrough. And the reason you hadn't heard of me until recently is because I dropped out and became a farmer <laughs> up in the for 35 years. I've you know, been farming. I worked with Conrad Richter. He ran me across country out of Toronto. He's your auto Richters, the Richters of Canada, Richters.com, that's where you get your organic seed. I work. I still work for him. I, I I'm one of his experts. That if you have a field field question, I'm I'll respond on his, you know, bulletin board. We have a bulletin board there. You know, where you ask questions and the experts for the Q and A section. Um, Canada is in better shape than the United States for isolation of communities 
and what happens next. You've got the same corruption we do. All of your officials like ours are criminals, but it's different and is more sovereign in Canada because most of where you are is like a, an aura around the United States border. And the real Canada is when you get back up into the territories and start to see how they live up there, which is considerably different. When you go up to Edmonton, last time I was in Edmonton, I was watching this moose run through six foot deep snow with its mane throwing and everything. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. A 10 foot high moose running through six feet of snow. And uh, I've seen that in Canada. It's uh, exceptional. I've gone up as far as the Inuit and worked with those native chiefs up uh, the Tananas and others that are up in uh, inside the Arctic Circle. And even their songs and dances, their medicine, is older than Hopi. And so there is the songs are what they sing to their children is their history. That's like enemy mind. They will, that's medicine. That's when you have medicine lodge and they keep the songs and the dances and the stories. Uh, they're passed from one generation to the other in dance and song. And that's called medicine, Indian medicine. I've been learning a little bit lately about how important light and water are. Like you're talking about the restructuring of water, like even just taking, you know, normal purified water and pouring it over, getting some sunlight in a glass jar, pouring it over some Himalayan salt crystals, that type of thing will completely restructure your water. But also how important light is and infrared light as opposed to blue light. Have you have you ever heard of Jack Cruz and his work at all? Yes. The idea of funnels and the idea of restructuring water by its going down in a vortex. Um, the rule of thumb on that has to do with uh, Coriolis forces. And the, in the northern hemisphere, the water goes down counterclockwise down the toilet, which means that if you want to restructure the water, you run it clockwise in this hemisphere. That means you come in at an angle and hit the funnel, so it's going down the funnel in a clockwise direction. And that alone will do even more than microwave and restructuring the water, including what they make, exclusion zone water or easy water. Easy water is called H3O2, where you take hydrogen peroxide, H2O2, and you add a new hydrogen molecule, H3O2, and that's what forms the bubble in a cavitation process in the deep of water when a propeller goes through the water and creates a bunch of cavitation balls. That cavitation ball will hold a sub-signature fingerprint. And you can identify what kind of a sub it is and probably in some ways which sub of that category just by the cavitation balls. It turns out that those cavitation balls are the key to the whole new concept of, of cold fusion. In the book I'm writing, The Non-Local Mind, the second to the last chapter that I'm writing right now, I'm in six of 10 parts, is called Time Travel and the True Nature of Cavitation. The last chapter is called Rock the Casimir, or <laughs> Adventures in Time Travel. And that is exactly where we're going in terms of how we have an open system rather than a closed system that is responsible 
or our thermodynamic laws. When you have an open system or multiverse working with not theory, now you have potential at a point. And the distinction between a quantum universe and a holographic universe is that a quantum universe is based on space-time. And the more you know about one thing, the less you know about something else, the indeterminacy. You have entanglement and decoherence in a quantum system, whereas in a holographic system, rather than working with space-time, you're working with information. And what you're dealing with is resolutions of information and the way it falls into or out of itself. One of the single most important theorems in information theory, working in quantum universe, I mean in, in holographic universes is, if you have enough information to ask a coherent question, you have enough information to answer it. The answer is always contained in the structure of the question. And the going forward in time means that the more information you have, the more questions you have. So what would be, at the moment of just after death, how would information work there? Where you knew everything in one moment and then started seeing application in minor forms, what is called in Merkaba mysticism as dot, D-A-A-T-H, the missing sephiroth in the middle of the abyss. Now, in the tree of life, as a metaphor, the two primary paths going from male and female to God, Kether, are the hermit and the lovers. You either do it androgynously, in, internal, as a hermit, or you have an extended external reflection of your feminine inner part called the lovers. And the path that crosses them, forming a triangle, that crosses in the middle of the abyss and goes through dot is called humor in the Kabbalah. Doth is a temporary place after death. It is as if you and I are playing follow the leader and I run down a hill and laughing and you run down the hill laughing. And then I come to this roaring river right in front of me and without hesitation leap out into the center of the river. And you're gasping at what's about to happen. And what happens is, Doth is a stone under the water that you did not see that I step on lightly, leaping over to the other side. It is a temporary place that is in chaos. And it's called knowledge through wisdom. What did you say, sir? What did you say was in the cavitation bubbles? Yeah. H3O2. H3O2. H3O, well, the bubble itself, the, the skin of the bubble, when you blow a bubble, is H3O2, and it usually captures air that, you know, that's falling in air. Inside the bubble, that air is a torus twister topological space turning into the out of, right on down into microscopic levels of going into the out of as a fluid dynamic situation, like an hourglass with the sand falling between it and the way the various individual sand particles would fall from the top to the bottom. So does, uh, how, does it become H3O because you're somehow, does it separate the molecules? The waves, the waves going inward 
slap each other and cause a explosion on a microscopic scale. Slapping of the waves, causing going inward and it slaps and it forms a perfect sphere of a special form of water that has been structured as H3O2. Water normally is H2O3. You can have it in molecules like Kerry Rames where it's H7O9 with a free radical ion where it clusters in three. That's what you mostly find at a waterfall. And that H7O9, Kerry Rames water, the Willard water, the whatever you want to call it, that water will eventually, you know, Stromberger, that water will eventually mutate into a whole variety of things to include tritium, deuterium, and what we call uh, the para and ortho water, levorotary, where the dipole moment is going in this direction on that para water, and ortho water is going in that direction. And it's the structure of that that causes the exclusion zone form to restructure as layers of skin on an onion moving away from an object. So with the actual, with the actual, I guess, air or space, for lack of a better word, inside the bubble caused by the propeller of a submarine, with that actual pocket of air that kind of floats up to the to the surface, would that be the odd oxygen molecules? Like when, like if yes, it, it's not oxygen; it's air, which has got a bunch of things in it, and it's cavitating or going as a a topological space of torus where it's turning into itself on a microscopic scale. And you can watch the air turning as into the out of like a torus. That is into the out of. You can get a picture of it in my article, or you can look online under cavitation. I'll have lots of pictures. Well, I show the drop of water popping back up and you can see the air inside it cavitating. And that part is where the cold fusion aspect works because if you're dealing with universes that are collapsed into singularities, you have a multiverse of which it's an open system for potential. Huh. And that's the basis of the restructuring of the water, too, then. Yes, sir, it is. And that are new directions in physics, which will be antiquated in probably 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but right now they're so. I mean, geez, the well, the, that's right. The that's paradigm right. is so far from even accepting any of this stuff. Like, even if there's scientific studies well, and all this kind of stuff, about, they're just you know. yeah. Let's talk about fullerene waters and a neutron fullerene fusion bomb that loses either exclusion zone water or deuterium inside a buckyball. And now <laughs> you have a nanocarbon fiber that's 100 times stronger than diamond that will be the primary material used to make the space elevator. And when I say this, I, like I'm, I'm like the physicist writing about it. There is a new weapon that has the precision of controlling the explosion to 1.4 nanometers. Hmm. It's that precision. And you, I watched the 617-foot steel girder in Building 7. And as it started to fall, 9-11, and it vaporized. And there's only one thing in the universe that's not spent jet fuel that does that or a thermite. There's only one thing that will do that, and that's a plasma. And there's only one thing that can control that fusion, and that's a C-60 buckyball. 
carbon bonds to itself. That means you can have nanofiber monofilament carbon layers that are, you know, sheets of carbon, one molecule oh, thick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but if you have 60 of them, they so will so bond as to form the what's called ball, the yeah. bucket. Yeah. yeah, or so, the 20, 120 molecules. So the that, usual is 60 carbon atoms, and the spatial distance between one carbon and the other is 1.4 nanometers, and it's just slightly larger than, than uh, exclusions on water, which they put a single water drop inside it. Then if that thing is excited using, um, oh, I don't know, let's say Carnegie Mellon Lockheed teleportation laser, <laughs> now you have a neutron fullerene fusion bomb that is being deployed as a tactical nuke everywhere, including Gaza, Golan Heights. It came from Mossad. I don't think Mossad did 9-11. I think 9-11 was precursors. But you can put nanofibers in uh, an aircraft and then have no forensics. Okay, so let's just back back up a sec here. So the the, the carbon nano to buckyball, which is basically 1.4 nanometers between each of these carbon molecules. They put a single water drop inside, they can control the... Yeah, uh, if it's deuterium, it's unstable and can be, uh, and, and the strength of the buckyball is enough to contain that single release of energy. And that means it's controlled tactical nuke. And that's and that's how they, they vaporized or dustified the uh, nine the buildings on nine eleven. Like that's that's well, kind I of... don't know that nine eleven yes. I'm I'm positive. I you know, I have met Judy Wood, I've met some others. I'm I'm absolutely convinced that that was the first experimental experimental deployment of that concept of weapon. Carnegie Mellon developed the trigger. Uh, Lockheed has the laser and the fullerene original stuff out of the Ukraine. What they were doing was giving lethal doses of radiation to rats and feeding them fullerene waters and having a 97% recovery from radiation sickness. In other words, the using exclusion zone water, not deuterium, using exclusion zone water, they were able to have that create a, a super antioxidant that would go in and tie up and lock up ionizing radiation. What ionizing radiation, you get a little piece of radioactive carbon going in there and it's ricocheting around like a pinball, click, 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 and everywhere it touches, mutates it into a cancer. And what you have to do Stop that nonsense so that the NK killer cells can go in and repair. The problem is because your body's always making mistakes. What you don't want is it to continue to take lethal doses of radiation. It ricochets down there to the point where it's unrecoverable unless you're fed fullerene water. Now, with that said, the Internet now has a whole bunch of places where you can buy fullerene water. And I'm going to say... Let the buyer beware. Huh. Why? What's, uh, why is it just... I've got that article I can upload to you if you want it for your <laughs> website or something. It was a Nexus magazine article on fullerene waters and how it's used to cure cancers. Um, the thing is, um, if you use deuterium, that, when it destructs, 
does a different kind of an energy release than exclusion zone water does. What exclusion zone water does is it forms these nanotubes that go in and they just target ionizing radiation. They go in and wrap around it, and it's just a done deal. Locked up and tied one of these balls, just like you're using a campfire, like shungite campfire carbon from a campfire, activated charcoal. Now, once you have activated charcoal, you have within that the buckyball possibilities. And if you do the right uh, pokey pokey, <coughs> and there are patents on that, using microwave band and so on to create exclusions on water. But I just told you how to do it using a funnel going in the opposite direction. If you're in the southern hemisphere, you go down counterclockwise because it's balancing the spin from Coriolis forces on the Earth. So what else the what else you got under your belt for, for 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 black budget technologies and and uh you know obviously that if if they're using this type of technology for that type of application then it could be used for all kinds of propulsion or any other kinds of uh you know Well then Boeing has a magnetic monopole now. Yes. <laughs> so like the sp- secret space program then basically. Well, Carol Rosen is a personal friend of mine. She lives just down the street. And I, you know, talk to her all the time about this, you know, the weapons and space treaty and all that kind of thing going on. As far as I'm concerned, I can't clean Eastwood. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Aliens come in all flavors. And it's pretty much, yes. If you can imagine, it's beyond that. Because all of us are only in fourth grade and haven't even begun our cavitation process, yeah. Supposedly, I'm down the line as a lead scout, and I know I don't know. <laughs> well, that's how it works. So down the line as a lead scout, like that kind of leads me into another sort of more personal question about, uh, you know, rumors of, of you and like forums like Above Top Secret and Godlike Productions and, and in regards to some sort of shill operations. Yeah, I missed that because of this phone call, and I can't stop the phone, but it's gone now, and I'll pick up that message later. Repeat the question. Please. Yeah, it was. A, it kind of led me to this question about, or, or you know, your rumors about yourself and uh, and forums like Above Top Secret or Godlike Productions in regards to like shill operations. Oh yeah, I can tell you, I was. There's levels. Um, I was uh, when I was in. They didn't have above top secret. They had secret, they had confidential, secret, top secret, and vault permits. And I had three vault permits. That means I could walk into three different vaults. One was Boeing, another was Douglas United Nuclear, and another was Patel. I was running a think tank, and I could walk into these vaults without a need to know. And I ran the vaults. And so I would read things, and it would blow me away because, I, you know, I'm... You read some of this stuff, and it's you know it's mind blowing. Um, you ought to read the current document out from NASA, available to everybody, called the, the war the uh, the new weapons of war, the war after next. Mm-hmm. And well, that's a creepy read because everything that they're projecting is dead on with uh, timetables. And uh, 2025, everything will be in total chaos. And by 2050, there will be no more human beings. We will all be in some form of an avatar or Borg-like 
you know, consciousness. Well, what I, what I was getting at specifically was, uh, was the websites like forum website forums and, and shill operations like at above top secret, for example, oh, or, yes. Yes. you know, how, how there's rumors about you being, you know, being, uh, you know, on the, not so much on the leading edge of, uh, like scout, like you're talking about, but being more on the, you know, a shill for the dark side. Oh, you mean, am I a Christian? <laughs> well, um, you know, my mother was an atheist. I believe in God. I would, if you had to label me, I'm a Quaker. But I don't follow the, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. What I do is follow his teachings, which is a scene philosophy. And that I find very viable for my own belief systems what I believe in. And the Roman Catholic Church and the last pope can go eat it. I'm not interested in what they have to do or say. And most charismatic Christian churches are, uh, they're not Christian. They're based on some weird guy's belief systems that have nothing to do with some of the different Bibles. When I came out of grad school, I had to become a scholar in this area because I was assaulted by some serious lodges. Bohemian Grove comes to mind. And these guys are out trying to recruit people like me. And I know that I don't know. And to make political decisions, I'm a nerd. I, don't, I know that I'm not functional enough to play politics. Mostly, politics are criminals. And the 13th Amendment was supposed to be about the fact that if you were a lawyer, you couldn't hold public office. How did that change? Yeah, that's uh, everybody seems to forget these things that tried to make America what it was, not what it is. Right now, my country has been hijacked and a bunch of criminals run it. And Clinton and what she did is twice what the last woman they executed in the electric chair 10 years earlier. Clinton is a criminal and Trump is a buffoon that's in it for the money. And the thing that doesn't make any sense is that everybody knows that money is about to hit a brick wall. And the only reason he's running for president is for his, his uh, European conflicts of interest. It's all about money. And uh, the last night's debate was a disgrace to watch two of what are supposed to be the most educated and morally correct of the United States represented as little children bickering with each other. What are they going to do when they're in office? <laughs> it was an embarrassment. And what are we going to do? I think we've been hijacked from the get. Does, it, does it even it matter, though? Like, isn't it the deep state that's kind of running things? It's all the lifetime politicians, isn't it? Like, it, it is. I mean, you could look at it that way, where they're, no matter which you know, farce ends up in there. It's, it's going to be just the same old, same old. I mean, unless Trump is really going to shake things up, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Look at her. She's, that's my girlfriend and she's got a nice rock. So does my daughter. You ought to watch Saturday night live in the way. <laughs> Damn man. It's terrible. It's crude. And he is a crude buffoon. And Clinton, she's running scared. Because she should be leaps and bounds, and she's not because she is a criminal. Despite the media. Well, the media isn't real. 
The only thing that might be are these alternative sources of media like you guys are trying to do, having people like me. But the problem is, even with people like me or me trying to do research on the Internet, vetting something out is not that easy. It's convoluted. And every time you make a discovery, it's just another layer in the slopes of why they're doing chemtrails. It's like, <laughs> it's just, you'll never get the answer. By the way, the chemtrails we enjoy down here in Southern Oregon are all coming out of Chilliwack. That's a UN plan. And my SEAL Unit 1 went up and we found the airport where they're coming out of. They're turning around at uh, Klamath Falls and they're the ones dusting the entire West Coast. And I don't know what your chemtrail programs are like, but out here, everybody's getting sick. And every single Ponderosa I'm looking at is showing stress from that crap that they're putting in. And last year, in November, the Navy deployed lithium as one of the aerosols to see if they could lock down a small city. It was Reedsport. <laughs> a group of us were sent in to do panels, and everybody there was sick. Wow. You can re you bioremediate some of this stuff out of your body. I did my aluminum and barium panels I think it was uh, about two years ago, yeah. and I was on the chart in aluminum. In aluminum, I was 15,000 times above normal levels. Wow. 15,000. And today, I'm almost back to normal, but that's because I've been using curcumin 95, which is uh, um, a turmeric, yeah. and, I'm using, yes, and I'm using motifillin, a, uh, a chemical that you get, uh, chemistry that you uh, extract from brown algae. Um, Neurocystis bullwhip. Uh, it's called motifillin. How is your and, uh, How is your lead and mercury? Uh, my mercury is a little high. My lead is down. I'm drinking well water now. Huh. And by the way, you know those little uh, detox feet thing that the Japanese come out with, with electrolysis that pull the salts out of your feet. That absolutely works. And what a gross out that is when oh. you realize how much. You know, most of your heavy metals that are not absorbed in the organs will migrate to the bottom of the feet, like lactic and uric acid, and that's why people like that reflexology and massage of the foot. But if you put that in a electrolysis to pull those metals out of the bottom of your feet, it will gross you out. Have you ever heard of the cytodetox at all? Where it's, it's exactly what's cytodetox? Yes, it's a, it's like a, you know molecular binding. So apparently, most of the detoxes that you do for heavy metals will sort of loosen it up or shake it around, but won't really get it out of your body. But this cytodetox is a, is sort of a binding agent. Actually, it reminds me what of a bucky ball. What does cytodetox mean? What, what does cyto mean? What, is, what are you doing there? What is, I what, don't know. What is, okay, well, that's why I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking you if you've heard about it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what it's. Uh, I can't remember what it stands for. So here I got, uh, no. <clears throat> oh, here's the deal. It's a, it's a hy hydrolyzed uh, clinopalatinite frag fragments, small enough to permeate cells or something. Yeah. So you have nanotechnology yeah. where at 40 and 50 nanometers, it will fall through the skin. That's a new delivery system in pharmaceuticals. Let's say... You have cancer of the lung. You can lay on your back, sprinkle cordyceps, a pharmaceutical mushroom like reishi or myotake on the chest, and it will, by gravity, fall directly to the lung. By the way, most of the pharmaceutical mushrooms are about oxygen. What that means is they are delivering oxygen to the, to the body on a cellular level, 
and cancer cannot exist in an oxygen-rich environment. And so that's how pharmaceutical work, mushrooms work, basically are what we call the polysaccharides. It is a sugar molecule that may have as many, like cordyceptin, uh, have as many as, oh, I don't know, maybe 100 oxygen molecules. And as the sugar breaks down, the oxygen is released and it will deter the cancer. What we always have cancer cells. We make mistakes in our reproductive thing. What you don't want it to do is mastitize or continue making the mistake. And that's how you do it. You stop it cold with oxygen as a, a, a byproduct. And it, it, the, the, the oxygen, what it does is it creates more ATP. That's your little quark gluon plasma we were talking about earlier. That's the energy and source, so, right? Well, that's so, where so all your energy comes yeah, from. That's, that's the energy why, source of the ATP. So, yeah, oxygen. This yeah, is from there mushrooms? Is. No. Yeah, there are 72 pharmaceutical mushrooms that have polysaccharides and beta-glucans. A beta-glucan is another sugar molecule, but it's more complex and looks like a small uh, a bacteria or a large virus invading look-alike. And what you do is if you put transfer factor with a group of those mushrooms and a little cocktail. What it'll do is set that enzyme up on the cell looking for invading bacteria or virus, virus, viruses, poly, those beta-glucans. And what'll happen next is your RK killer cells will go in and drill it. And this is so, some sort of know, cleanse? Just, yeah. This is something like a cleanse or a detox you get at the pharmacy? Cran cranberry? You're talking about cranberry juice? No, about the I'm back still on the mushrooms. Oh, yes. These mushrooms, there's cordyceps is the big one. Others that are used are agaricus, blazy eye, you know, the coriolis, what they call turkey tail. There's a whole raft of them. They all have different polysaccharides. The primary polysaccharide is cordyceptin, but what you want is a host of them, so you... You know, you take the whole mushroom because it has different kinds of polysaccharides, and it's that diversity that gives you the better burst of oxygen. And that helps you detox from all this metal and stuff is, is what you're well, saying. Well, the metal part is uh, bioremediating that out of your body would be like your, your nascent iodines in your thyroid. What you want are uh, antioxidants that go in and wrap around these metals and take them out. And that's turmeric and uh, the motophilin. So let's get back to the... Yeah, I didn't I can have it all. So let's not forget good old boy. I have my license to grow. Do you have your license? Oh, do you have your get-out-of-jail card? I've I, got my I have yeah. my license to smoke, and I'm actually, so, I'm actually just filling out the papers for my license to grow. So I just was going through a Chicago airport the other day, and uh, I didn't have my passport, and they wanted to see my driver's license. And by accident, I grabbed my concealed weapons permit, which looks exactly like my driver's license. And what happened next is Chicago got hysterical, and I missed <laughs> Right below that concealed weapons permit was my marijuana, medical marijuana card. And I can only guess what would have happened if I'd shown them that up in Chicago. And just north of it, Calgary and all the rest over where you guys are, it's all, it's different. It's different mindsets. And it's interesting how different Bible belts and their different issues with the federal government are different. 
you know, in, in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Illinois is about corn subsidies, whereas out the distinguished with the federal government. And that's why a number of politicians, Kucinich, others down here are suggesting that the United States is going to fragment into nine provinces, pretty much like Canada has. That's interesting. So I, I, I do want to just touch on this chemtrail thing a little bit, too, because we talk about it in the show. It's a bit of an ongoing controversy because there's still, you know, a bunch of us. It's a very polarized topic, right? I know, I, there's, I, still, I there's still like, you know, regardless of how it's dispersed, because there's different theories about that, there's still like the main overarching skeptical response is... Um, and I don't know what to think I, myself all the time. Is the difference between you know a contrail, like a, a persistent contrail, no, and, a, and, and a contrail? That's a good way to take that scientist to task. Is the content in the air, and where did all that aluminum barium come from? Then, yeah, because there's no question that it's in the atmosphere and it's in our soil. Where did it come from? Yeah. It didn't come from contrails. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's supposed to be water molecules, and I've never seen a water molecule holding stasis like a cloud for more than an hour. Yeah, well, that's kind of my point as well. well is, then, is, is they, they might linger for a bit, but not all day. They don't turn into clouds. Yeah. Well, that's a different kind of magic. That's called laser main or sleight of hand where they're pickpocketing you. And they say, hey, look, kids, look at Iceland. They're over here beheading people. And while they're doing that, you're watching the one hand, the other one, is in your pocket taking your taxes. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It's all destruction. Huh. Darren, what do you got to say, buddy? <laughs> I get to speak. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad we know that the chemtrails are coming out of the Chilliwack airport anyways, and they're going south. Well, that's the for the West Coast. I don't know for you guys, because Calgary is over a ways from Chilliwack. And uh, it's a U.N. plane. It's a, it doesn't even have markings on it. They're huge. You can see the spray nozzles. They're sitting there in the field. Go take pictures and run them up the flagpole. Well, the, the crazy thing is they've been spraying, like, legitimately openly, um, you know, for the cloud seeding. There's, uh, what's the what's the fucking chemical they're spraying so for that again? Aluminum. Well, iodine crystal. Yeah. They started with iodine. And yeah, I, like, yeah. that was like San Francisco where they had fog and serious problems, and that's where it all started in the 50s. No, but I mean, they're, even now, still, they're still doing it openly with a chemical, though. And I mean, I, how they well, get away yeah, with that? Imagine using lithium to lock down a city in unrest. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is you can't filter it if they're using it in nanoparticles. It just falls right through the brain skull. Hmm. Or it actually falls into your head? Yeah, well, you, can't, nano, nano, you can't right? screen it. You can't filter it. It's so small, a particulate, it falls like a little tiny meteor going through the solar system. Whoosh. Does it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Stay it tuned. On, <laughs> I had a cow 9000 and started this crap. I can feel it. It depends <laughs> on your psychic ability, Darren. <laughs> well, it's all a question of perspectives. And basically, most Europeans will say about America that we are ignorant, ill-informed, and complacent. And what I really liked was what Iceland did and hangthebankers.com. Yeah. Check that one out. That's a great site, man. <laughs> they actually did it. They actually took 42 of their bankers 
and hung them in public. The Did they hang them? Just getting off right now with what is it? Uh, oh shit! The the bank next door to Umqua. What is that? One of the one of the larger banks. They're it's they're they're all crooks. I I thought didn't we have a friend that went there recently, Darren? And he said that a lot of that banker stuff was bullshit. What? Is, oh, this one says that the Dutch Deutsche Bank is finished. They're all finished, and there's Morgan report with David Morgan out of Spokane. Someone you should read his Morgan report is probably of the six reports out. The one I key off mostly because he's actually like me, trying to do the right thing, yeah. and we don't know, so we make mistakes. But the intent is to try to do the right thing. And I can tell you that the dollar is gone. That's your so-called Rothschilds versus the White Dragon Society. Yeah. And, and basically, done. and it's like, I don't know how it's going to play, but there's no place for us to go with, with the gold standard. There's no place to go with that anymore. And the only reason I have silver in my go bag is to be used as an antibiotic substitute making colloidal silvers. I don't keep it for money, man. Yeah, that's a whole interesting topic about the the dollar and the wet and the well, the, the debt based economy versus the new uh, the new. I don't even know what to call it anymore. I've been reading a little bit about it, but it's like the uh, the bricks and they're sort of what see. I don't even want to say secret, but their currency that might be coming up. But I mean, there's an article here that you're just telling us. Hangthebankers.com. It says Deutsche Bank has finished. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but the headline says 14 billion fine and no one, no one put in jail. <laughs> well, that's what's happening with uh, Wells Fargo. That's the bank I was thinking about. Wells Fargo and that asshole, is, he should be pung publicly. And for him being fired, he will receive $200 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's in today's news. <clears throat> I, uh, I've had it. I, uh, my girlfriend... Uh, sold her home when she moved up here from California, and I had her invest in property up here because having your money in a bank is not going to be uh, worthy at some point. Last, I think it was three months ago, in Grants Pass, Oregon, SWAT, our local SWAT, did an exercise on a closed bank, Sterling Bank, with an NRAP, just practicing for days of our lives. <laughs> That's how it's going to play. And I don't know when. I don't know how. I key off things like Morgan Report and some of the others like that. There's a, a friend up in your area, neck of the woods, uh, lives up just in Montana there, Rich Sheevan. He wrote a book called One New York Man's Journey Off to Off the Grid Living in Montana. And let me say this. He thinks people like me are better investments than Wall Street. Yeah. Well, we're honest. We mean to do the right thing, and we're not sure things, but I can make 10% on your money. That's better than anything going on now. It's going to go sideways in just a few months. Do you think it's, yeah, do you think it's that? Jesus. Yeah, well, that's and they're pretty accurate. So you tell me what you think. What do you feel? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, something's no. got to happen pretty soon here, I feel. Well, it can't not happen. That's yeah. the whole thing. It yeah. can't not There's no place to go. No, and there's no jobs, and, and, and the, you know, our costs are constantly increasing. Wages don't go up. Like, we're kind of fucked all the way around. 
I know well, a lot of young people, lot young people that have educations and they can't, they can't find jobs. There's no good jobs out there. Oh, it's not even about that. Today on my Facebook page, by the way, you can get to my Facebook page easy by going to docram.com. And each day I post what I think are important news articles in the areas of my interest. Okay. I just posted the 28 things that neither Clinton nor Trump are going to discuss. <laughs> well, there's 28 points that need to be talked about, and they'll notice that neither of them are going to talk about it. Enjoy. You know, I, uh, I know that I don't know. I'm smart, and that means I'm used to putting together, you know, connecting dots. And I, what I'm connecting looks creepy. And basically, I have to say, if I didn't believe it, I would think that we've been hijacked by aliens and they're terraforming right in front of our eyes. And it's all about greed. Did yeah. you know that greed is one of the so-called uh, you know, evils of, of men? Basically, the Omegaton, the lesser keys of of Solomon, the Goetia, the clavicle, the idea of the 72 Lamegaton that fell from grace were basically, you know, Ashtaroth, Beelzebub, those guys. Well, their names in Sanskrit translated out with Babylonian star maps to equate with jealousy, rage, anger. They were qualities in men that were deemed unworthy. Wow. And that's what a demon does psychology it is a projection of the shadow and the shadow is a two-dimensional representation of you on the ground in two dimensions it's lesser part of you that's called scalar and basically that you give it power by your imagination when you watch the movement of the smoke and as a as a conscious entity forming itself into order and i can tell you that that order comes from your imagination. And so it isn't about the demons and fallen angels. It's about being responsible for the thoughts you choose to entertain. Nice. Well said. I like that. You, you, you touched on the number 72 there. Um, fuck, who are we talking what? to? 72. Yeah, you said, well, where, you said 72 something or other? Is 72... Uh... They're fallen angels. The Lamegaton... Were the seventy-two angels that fell with Satan? That's right. Have, what, and there were seventy-two of them. It's called the Megaton. And Enoch was the one that wrote a book on that. And the reason, you know, he got all his names from Raziel, the archangel. And I'll tell you what: the reason that Bible is left out of the primary Christian Bibles is because you cannot give control of demons to the common man. That is the entire foundation of exorcism is getting the name of the demon. And if you can name the demon, you containerize it. Like, oh, this is anger. You know, anger is a very useful uh, energy to wash a floor. <laughs> what? Uh... Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Once you understand the demon, you know how to use the demon in right action. What do you think about the idea that uh, the the 72 in the Bible is more of a metaphor for it being either a day or a degree of a, a procession? Exactly. You have options in the layer of the way you choose to see what's going on. Where it makes reality is not in my words, but the mind's eye. In other words, 
the truth is not out there, like Mulner would say. It's inside you and the way you interpret something. And let me say this about that. That means that there are probably as many churches as there are human beings. Because each of us is different. And that part is God's will. Right on, Richard. Thanks for what? coming on the show, man. Do you... Do you uh... Do you, where are you going next? Uh, we're going to link to your website and everything in the show notes. And then you said you got some workshops coming up. Can everybody see all that in your site? Some of it. Some of it's closed. I've got some closed workshops. Real strange people with their own ideas and do not want to be with the outside world and want to <laughs> come fine tune them. Well, that's like you. You've got your own little neighborhood. Yeah, no, you know, that's sure. fair enough. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's you want to know who you're in the bunker with. That's fair enough. So, but they can check you out on your website and contact you, and, and they can have Richard their own. Com, yeah, and I am going to be in Kansas City, Missouri this weekend, and a couple of weeks I'm down in Orange County. Then I'm going to be doing San Jose and workshops, different places, different locations. I'll be in Pensacola, Florida, back in December. Nice. You know, I'm playing uh, with Matt Stein. Matt Stein and I do the Urban Survival Skill Workshop. I'm your gratuitous military navy seal that goes in they have at this gun show they'll have storm and norman Cantwell, the real dog from roadhouse and i have never seen anybody like this man <laughs> talk about a cooler man i have drained zeal i know muscle this is different I, i've never seen anything he was a hitman for the chicago mob and then they put a hit out on him and killed him and he came back to life with no memory which means he's no longer a threat to them. And what he's doing now is, you know, teaching self-defense, you know, hands to nuts combat. But he's also doing energy healing. He's really cool. (laughs) 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 400-pound muscle bound. I'm not kidding. It's interesting. Uh, The kinds of people going to prepper shows now are different than just playing gun shows. It's changed a lot. These gun shows, they'll have a 3D printer knocking out AK-47s right there in front of you. <laughs> That's, these gun shows are, are, are kind of cool, but the prepper shows are bringing out a broader base of younger kids wanting something more from life. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more control maybe too, right? Well, good luck on that. Control is a fantasy. It's not real. None of this is actually real. What's real? It's all just a ride. Well, that's it. That's what it all lies, right? In your mind's eye. You create your own reality, whether you believe that or not. It's the truth of it. And I am now slowly kind of getting it. And what I'll try to do is leave some footprints on protocols you can do, like ESP, to become more intuitive or get closer to doing purpose over intent. Intent is what actually happens at the end of the day. Can you cheat with, like, DMT or mushrooms? What's that? Can you cheat with, like, DMT DMT or mushrooms? Can you, like, cheat with psychedelics? I'm methyltryptamine. These are, what those are doing, what those are doing is jump-starting your own body's production of those neurotransmitters. Like, sergic acid amide is the neurotransmitter that does the aha when you connect one dot to another and you have this rush. That's dimethyltryptamine. Uh, not dimethyltryptamine, excuse me. That's that's lysergic acid amide. Lysergic acid diethylamide, LSD, is a toxin. When you take that, the body freaks out and breaks that down into salts within 
oh, I don't know, 20 minutes. It's in the urine, gone. And the 20 hours of hallucinations is your body's response to its own lysergic acid amide production encounter. Dimethyltryptamine. DMT is the chill that goes up your body. That chill turns out to be in a light band region and that visible light, which means that's why they talk about the light. Rick Strassman and the concept of the spirit molecule, because it is the one that gives you a sense of something more or beyond yourself. And there's eight of them. And I outline those in my power tools. The whole book is outlined against the eight neurologic circuits. And like 25, 45 years ago, 45 years ago, I was training SEALs how to control heart rate, pulse, and respiration. So they had immunity to such things as allergies and histamine release. And today, I'm doing the same thing with coordinated release of neurotransmitters using visualization exercises. Nice. Moving to level, yeah. And so taking drugs is a way of jump-starting the body. It's got its wrists, just like the short distance to grandma's house through the woods. There are big black wolves. <laughs> well, you can overdose. You can, I mean, there's things that can happen. Uh, you can have an experience you really didn't appreciate having. A bad one, a bummer, whatever. The thing is, the brain is creating most of these drug experiences like methamphetamine. There are similar neurotransmitters that are like ketamine that are related to that. And the ketamine is the one that's the top drug. You can start with alcohol and others. These are molecules that are called neurotransmitters. I chose to use Timothy Leary's model because it was eight different ones, neurologic circuits, which allowed me to use hexagrams and the way I can integrate one neurotransmitter with another in concert to have a power tool. It isn't like one thing is a tool. When you use two or more things, they synergy with each other. And now you have a power tool. And that's the whole concept of the book Power Tools is there's a metaphor in the chapter outlines as they relate to neurotransmitters. And that's discussed in workbook one. Workbook two is can you live off the grid for 30 days? And workbook three, which is not yet in print, will be on how children test water and then teach adults how they cho- how they know whether the water's safe to drink or not. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, Richard. Yeah, that was great. We'll My have pleasure. to do this again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, safe travels and all your all your workshops, your secret workshops, and uh, yeah, all the best. Give us a shout if you're ever out this way. Yeah, for sure. I'm always going to be coming up in your area. It's a very cool area, and I do like the old stampede, so you can count on that part. I will be walking through there shortly, and I'll keep you in mind. Okay. And if you guys want me again, no problem. I need book. Starving artist comes to mind, and I've got lots of books. <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, Richard. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. And that was our chat with Dr. Richard. Yeah. Wow. That was Crazy a ride. All like over you said, the place. it was a ride. Crazy ride. It was a good, yeah. It was a ride. Yeah. I love it, man. Things are affirming for me that the water and light are the two it's, most important things over food and all this other stuff. Like, that's the fucking energy base. So stop eating food for a week and... 
that's people are saying that that's food is fucking overrated. You can go way longer without it than you think. Food is overrated. Yeah. There is your quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. So I tried to, you know, get him to answer the shill question, but he's just sort of uh, ex- either super expertly avoiding it or he had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, well, he's just oblivious, maybe. He's, yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, if he's way. a not savant, if way, he like... says he's a functioning savant, that means he's on the spectrum there somewhere, right? Where he just, you know, his brain just honestly could not work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it's interesting how there's rumors about him on, you know, on these forums, right? He's a he's a soldier for the Illuminati. He could be. Yeah, could be. Wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. We'll see when he comes up here and we take his secret seminar if we get fucking... Says you know, the guy who says it's all about the brothels. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Didn't last week, didn't you say maybe it's all about the brothel? The dream? That was the, somebody's dream. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all merging together. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. Oh, yeah, but, interesting stuff about the nano nanotechnology and yeah, it's those guys are those guys really fascinate me where they can just like fucking switch gears all over the place and just like I guess I guess at the end of the day I don't know enough about some of the stuff to to know how authentic it is, but I mean that guy really seems to be able to switch gears and just fucking very kind of somewhat eloquently explain it or dumb it down or yeah. whatever else, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, the, and of course, we're going back to the parallel universes, holographic universe. Like, what is with the string of like alternate reality shows we've been doing? Like, we don't even purposefully getting into this fucking phase, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a matter of time. The farther and closer we look at things, the smaller and less of it seems to be there. It's just like the universe is only saying, fuck off. I don't know, yeah. maybe... maybe If, if you split a quark, you're just going to find another impossible fucking void that has something else in the center of it. Maybe we're in that cav- cavitation ball right now. Yeah, that my poop made when it fell into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> From your squatty and potty? Here we are, yeah. That's the cav- squatty potty cavitation ball? Yeah. <laughs> it changes it's, the whole... It's it a, changes the structure of the water when you're using squatty potty. <laughs> Squatty potty gravitational or cavitational universe. It's all about cavities, not about gravities. Anyway, big thanks to uh, Richard for coming on the show. It was a fun one. Check out grabamerica.ca slash support and uh, check out all the ways you can support the show and help us keep having these uh, these wild conversations without interference from yeah. outside uh, money. No, yeah, no, no breaks, no portals, no ads, just long no commercials to cut out to. Yeah, and yeah, we're not constantly telling you to go to fucking space square. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, big thanks, guys. Check it out. Do sign up for a monthly. They uh, they really do help. If you can't do that, then you can also help by reviewing the show. Spamming the show. Yeah, review the show. We forgot to pump that. America.ca slash iTunes or in the show notes. So review the show, spam, gram, spam the show. Tell your friends about this motherfucker. Uh, Sign up for the newsletter, America.ca slash news. That also turns out to be a good way to sign people up for the show. Does it say you have a mailing list? You have access to a mailing list? Just sit at home one night for an hour and just pump them all in. (laughs) 
Let's see if we can get that fucker up to a thousand. <laughs> but it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>